Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. Yeah, I just gonna hit fucking record. <laughs> yeah, don't forget digging around in my bag while you're watching me. And I didn't even know. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Admiring your long hair, man, because uh, I had a dream that you cut it yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, last night. Man, that that's popped up a couple of times. I think so, right? Um, yeah. You've had that in a dream too, right? I had that dream, man. Yeah. And I was like, Doug, don't ever cut your hair, hair man. Uh, <laughs> You know, we talked about like Samson, like the hair is like my, where I get my power. I mean, hair means a lot. I feel like it's power, it's instinct, it's wildness, it's presentation. I don't know. There's a lot with hair. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, who are we talking about this? Oh, we were talking about with Tess. Oh, were we on that episode or we, I don't know if it was on the episode or if it was just when we were chatting where she was talking about how she had shaved her head. Oh, I, it was on the episode. We recorded it because we were talking about uh, how Tess and I are doing the opposite of like like traditional like gender kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. And I got long hair. And then, it, oh, Cass was there too because then Cass talked about her curtain bangs. And then we yeah. talked about your uh, like your cool guy like bun on top with, the, going with on the buzz on. sides, how you're balanced on both sides. Like you look, you look amazing. <laughs> we always talk about this shit. I don't know. We used to talk about hair. That's... <laughs> This is a, a new podcast, actually, just brought to you by it's brought to you by the people at Mormons on Mushrooms, but it's actually just called uh, Your Hair is Your Power. And what does your hair say about you? What if that was just what if we just renamed the podcast to that? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, maybe it's time. I don't know. I, I mean, this is 100. We just did 100 episodes of Mormons on Mushrooms. Maybe it's time just to do. Every hundred episodes, we just change it to a totally new, like, like, like new area of discovery. Cause really this is about discovery, right? Yeah. And so it's like, keep it fresh, keep it moving. Every hundred episodes, we're just like, all right, let's switch it up and learn a new thing for two years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just a random name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your hair is your power. Your <laughs> hair is your power. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but thinking of that, I mean, 101st episode, like it is, um, you know, I was even chatting with a friend, a mutual friend last night, and he was saying how he was compliment, very complimentary towards the podcast and saying how um, he's like, what I love about it is you guys aren't coming at it from a place of you're an expert and this is what you should do. You guys are just kind of like approaching it like you're in the woods together and um, you're, you're, you're recording as you're figuring shit out. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I'm, that's, that's what I hope people get from this. Well, that, yeah, that's same that our intention. And, and we say this every time it's like, we don't know. First of all, we don't know what we think we know. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know shit about fuck. Like we're just coming to this thing 
with this idea of we are wandering, I guess, hand in hand a little bit, you and I, but we're wandering through the uh, the mist of darkness or the, or the, or the forest or the, whatever you want to say, we're just wandering through it, trying to discover and learn during this adventure. We, I, I like that we don't talk with any kind of expertise because as soon as you start talking with expertise, people start believing you. They, they start saying, okay, well, I heard so-and-so say, yeah, you should do such and such. And it's like, no, don't listen to us. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, don't listen to this. Don't listen to us as if we have anything of, of value to offer. Well, and do you ever get kind of sick of it? Maybe this is just uh, me lately because of school and everything. Trying to make everything fucking conscious. Like, yes. I don't know. Just like, um, I went to see uh, Thor Love and Thunder last night. Um, oh, I'm going this afternoon. How was I, it? You're going to like it. It's a fun one. Uh, okay. The plot's a little, I don't know, but the, the uh, it's just fun. You know, it's Taika Waititi. It's... Uh, yeah. I I'll I'll follow him wherever he goes, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your take afterwards because I I really liked it, even though it was just kind of all over the place. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> I liked it especially because it was all over the place. Um, but there were a lot of fun things with gods, and um, you know, not to spoil anything, but the the main villain in it is like a god killer. Um, yeah. So of course, you know, the Jungian analyst in me was just kind of like playing in the background but i'm just like just be in the fucking background from a moment i don't want to analyze this film i don't want to like, yeah yeah you don't it doesn't have to all have meaning it can just be like hey look here's a fun time yeah i just want to have a fun time in the movie theater and Suspend your disbelief and go watch these guys you know fly around and have fun adventures and say funny jokes and whoop on each other a little bit you know yeah. And just feel it, feel the movie, be there. be, And then that's what I feel like I mostly was able to do. But I think it was just this moment of exhaustion. I mean, I'm taking this class right now called, I mean, it's a cool title. It's called Mythopoetic Imagination. Um, but it's all about like analyzing art and cinema and literature from a Jungian perspective. So it's pretty cool. It's just. That sounds like an amazing class. Yeah. So like this week we've been working on Phantom of the Opera, the musical. Oh yeah. By the way, that 2004 movie is shit, but like (laughs) it is shit, dude. I love this way you mentioned that because I love the fan of the opera musical. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, growing up, went to see a couple of times, like, and then the movie came out and it's just like, first of all, no, Yeah. (laughs) like there's not a lot of, listen, there's not a lot of musicals that translate to movies. You know what I mean? uh -uh. It's hard. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard deal. Um, you could probably name on like one hand, like musicals that were like successful as, as movies, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Like maybe like the original West side story was huge, right? The movie. Yeah. I mean, I think there were some, maybe that were made for the film, like Moulin Rouge. I really enjoyed, uh, but that was kind of made for film. Right. Yeah. And it had some of the fantastical stuff. Yeah. I guess I don't, I guess I, again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just started thinking about things like the new West side story, Phantom of the opera. I, I thought the lame is a Rob one was too. It was just, you know, it's overdone. Had, it's overdone. I, mean, I, I liked it. It was overdone though. It just felt too, a little too much and too much. Too like, hey, let's, let's give Anne Hathaway an Oscar, you know, which, honestly, it felt like that whole thing was just to be like, let's give, listen, the song I dreamed the dream the buildup to that song and then the song itself is just like, it's the most heartbreaking thing in all of like literature, entertainment history. 
So what if we had Anne Hathaway be uh, Fontaine and we build up to that and we have her saying, I dreamed a dream. She's going to get an Oscar, right? And everybody's like sitting around the, the, the table planning. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. She's going to get an Oscar. It's just, it's, it's built that scene and that song and the build up to it is built to give someone a, a, an award. And she deserves that. She was, and she, she deserved that award. Yeah. yeah. She but, but there's something about knowing you're going to the movie just for that. That kind of takes away. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Like, give me like, I want to at least be surprised. Yeah. Um, and so where was I get going with that? Oh yeah. The Phantom of the Opera. So it's been fun to analyze, but I, I guess I was just like yesterday being like, fuck it. I just don't want to analyze shit for a minute. And I just want to like be in the story and be caught in a, in a different story and enjoy it. Like there's value in all aspects of just giving yourself a break. Right. Just, yeah. just when we talk about that, that's the kind of stuff where I think today we should talk about like more specifically when we use some of these words and phrases that we use, I think we got to talk about some of the like specific meanings of what, of what we're talking about. Does that sound okay to you? I think that's a great great way to start episode one Oh one, you know, right. Like, like when we say give yourself a break, I had a great um, speaking of the, the solstice uh, revival festival. I still don't, I say all the words. I don't, I don't put them in the right order. I don't know what the hell that thing was called. I think it's called the solstice revival. I think that's what it's called. I, I think it's actually called, wait, revival summer celebration on the solstice. I don't know. <laughs> okay. See, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Just that festival we went to. Yeah. That um, festival. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a, a good friend of ours who towards the end of, so Saturday night, I crashed pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had been, I'd been going hard all day, Saturday, early evening was when I passed out the lightsabers. And then by like 1030 or 11, I hit the wall at like at a million miles an hour. Then just was like, I got, I'm, I got to rest. Oh yeah. Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. 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 Did. I thought you yeah, know, I was, so, I was singing Sunday night, the day we got home, which I also crashed, but yeah, you were, you were, you were, you were gone. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night I was Saturday night. I was toast and eggs, but, but, but that night when I was kind of talking about, well, I guess I better head up to the, the dance thing. Like there was like a, there's like a dance party going on at the Mormons on mushrooms, like main area, you know, like at that pavilion. And, and she was like, she was like, Doug, you know, you know, you're okay to just give yourself a rest. Like rest is hugely important. Like, like intentional, mindful rest of, not feeling FOMO and not feeling like you got to be somewhere and you want to, you don't want to miss out on it or you, you want to see everybody. Like, she's like, just to get, if your body is saying it's time, then honor your body. And I was like, yeah. man, I almost said her name, but she knows who she is. But she, I was like, wow, this is like huge, very valuable advice, not only for right here and now, but in my life. It's like, when we talk about give yourself a goddamn break, like give yourself some space for rest it's in all aspects. It's like, yeah. It's like, do you want to stop analyzing every little thing and trying to figure out how it fits in like archetypally and, and into our lives and what it means with our work, dealing with our shadow and what it means to our healing journey and what it means to this and how, and how it is, is a, is a manifestation of something that we did earlier. Or do you want to just like exist and take a break and rest and sit there and watch Thor and enjoy it, you know, and allow myself to enjoy it. Allow us and to allow yourself, it, you know, Because I think there is something, and I think this has a Mormon tie for sure of, and also just a Western culture 
capitalist tie of, oh, I have, I have room, so maybe I can do it. You know, oh, I can, I can fit a little more. Oh yeah, I have four kids, but you know what? I could do five. I could probably do six too if I really pushed myself. You know, yeah. Or I, I could get this. It, it's like, um, I think we're so used to having our nervous system. Um, what are the words again when it's like activated and deactivated? I, I forget what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know those words. This is why you shouldn't like listen to us as far as things go. But like when it's in a state of, that's oh, going to be so bad. People are probably screaming it right now, but a heightened sense, you know, you, we, we operate like just above our capacity for so much of the day. Yeah. Then we're, we, we kind of set up this whole inevitability of crash. A crash is going to come because we're not giving ourselves the rest in between. We're not listening to our body. We're not uh, giving us those moments of just like, stop for a goddamn minute um that's right it, it exists culturally and it exists with even stronger within the mormon church if you think about stuff like uh i mean endure to the end is an easy one to, to pick out but like just things about like put your shoulder to the wheel and only after all you can do or after everything you can do then does then is the grace of the atonement sufficient or whatever the hell that scripture talks about it's like there's this concept of always go beyond your, your, your capabilities always go beyond and you're never doing enough. And so there's that feeling of you're never doing enough. So you have to always keep doing, 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 doing to try to catch up or to try to feel like, well, at least I tried to do enough. Yeah. And it's bullshit, man. It is total bullshit because it's never going to be enough. Never, ever, ever. Is it going to be enough? No. Right. And so it's like, it's gotta be enough right now. And if you don't, if you, if you don't have the, the, the strength or the energy or the capacity capacity is a really good word. I love using that word. If you don't have the capacity to do a thing, then fucking stop. Like, just don't do it for a while, you know? Well, and maybe even look at your definition of capacity. Cause you might be saying, Oh yeah, I could, I do have a little bit more room. I guess I could do this or I could push this or cause yeah, technically I have enough energy to do it, but should you, do you even want to do it? maybe instead of always living in this state of uh, like nervous system arousal and then the crash coming, what if we just said, you know what? Yeah, there's room, but not right now. I'm good. Like I, I just need to, I just want to rest. I just want to be. And yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm telling you, that's why I like the word capacity because here's the thing. Do I have the physical energy to go get another uh, another bundle of wood and take it to the camp. Do I have the physical energy to set up a, a the awning or just all these different things? You know, mm-hmm. sure, I'm not going to faint. Sure, I've got I I could I could do that, but I'm I'm, I'm mentally or emotionally maybe I'm spent. Maybe I'm just like, I, I got to take a break. Like, take a break. Like, it's no, no, no one's going to care. And if they do care, fuck them. Like, if, if people care so much about you not giving them enough, or, or if they care about me not giving them enough, or Mike not giving them enough, or anybody, just if, if, if someone cares about someone else saying, hey, I've set my boundary. We talk about boundaries. That, that's, ne- that's the next word I wanted to talk about, by the way. But like, if someone talks about boundaries, we talk so much about like, setting our own personal boundaries 
I think that we ought to respect other people's boundaries. That's, 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 that's equal to the importance of this boundary conversation. Yeah. And we have a tendency to, you know, use how we feel about something as a way to project onto others, what their boundary, what we think their boundaries should be. Right. And it's like, no, man, everyone has different boundaries. You know, the, the, the revival thing was a good example. Like, it, it, you know, we had those little bands. I didn't ever get one of them, but they said like, you know, I'm more of a let's, let's high five or I'm a let's, let's hug or I'm a don't even touch me kind of person. Like we had those bands. Yeah. But it's like, listen, I did a lot of hugging at that, at that festival. I think I did more hugging than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Lots of hugging. And, and quite frankly, if every single time I was like, can I hug you? And pe- I had people say, let's bump fists. I had one person say, let's bump elbows. I had one person shake my hand. I had a bunch of people fist bump me. I had a, I had a lot of people that were like, yes, hug me. You know, a lot of people were into the hug. If someone says, if I say, can I hug you? And someone's like, oh, why don't we just bump fists? And I go, oh, no, fuck that. I'm coming in for the hug anyway. Well, now, now I am invading their personal boundaries and not respecting their boundaries. And furthermore, I'm kind of doing it without consent. It's a, it's a whole yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. boundaries goes both ways. It's like set your own boundaries. Yes, let's all learn to set our own personal boundaries and honor our own boundaries. But geez, honor other people's boundaries too, right? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's it, it, <laughs> to get back into what were you saying? Capacity? Capacity. Well, your capacity is only as like large as the container you kind of set for it too, yeah. right? And yeah. so I think we don't have a good job of setting our own containers and being like, no, this is where my boundaries are. Um, and I'm trying to think it's like, for me, it's so hard to assert that boundary No, and just be like, no, this is my space or this, I need this, or I don't want to be touched right now, or I don't want, I don't have capacity to do this right now, or maybe I do, but no, I just don't, I, I don't want to. It's interesting. So recently, recently I had a dream where this guy was gifting me a, a, a knife and it's like a this small little knife. Um, and then I was listening to the book. Have you heard of the book, Iron John? No. Really good. Just check it out. Iron John. It's kind of like about masculine development and um, uh, using a, a, a fable. I think maybe it's a Celtic myth or something called Iron John. Um, so he like reads the myth and then analyzes it. And But in that myth, they talk about a certain type of sword. It's like this small sword used to make precise cuts. And it was interesting. I had that dream and then I'm listening to the book and it's talking about this type of sword. Oh. I'm like, Oh damn, that's the sword in my dream. That's cool. And it, it's, it's a, it's a very, uh, you think of it like to make precise cuts is a very, I think a lot us. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I think we might tend to be more on the feeling side sometimes, or like make decisions based on our feelings. Now it probably runs, runs the gamut. We probably have a lot of thinking types too, that listen to the podcast, but I think there's a value in, especially people who use feeling to base their decisions. And in the church, it's almost like how we were taught to do it, whether it was our orientation or not, like uh, whether that really was one of our stronger functions, we're taught to like, Oh yeah. Feel when, if it feels okay, do it, you know, and if you, if you feel okay, that means you're worthy. Like your feelings become this 
barometer, not only for your decisions, but also for your worthiness in a way. But I think there's a value in knowing the right action. And you almost picture like having a little sword, uh, like a sword could, you know, like, like in tarot, it means air and thinking um, where it's like, no matter what, if I make this action, if I set this boundary, I know it's going to stir up a lot of emotions in me and in the other person. But I know it's the right decision. And so I'm going to make this decision come what may as far as the emotions go. I can be there for that person. I can, I can be there for my own emotions and notice them. But it doesn't change the decision. Yeah. The decision's right. And it's, well, it's, it's the decision I want to make. And so I've given it some thought. It's the decision. I'm making it. And despite what it triggers, it's, it's the decision and it's the boundary. Yeah. And, and, and it speaks to that, you know, I think back to that episode we did with, we did with Ashley Easter mm-hmm. about intuition. Yeah. You know, she does, yeah. she does courses on intuition. I think that um, it would, it would benefit most people to, to go through that, her course because the, the, the because the hard thing with intuition is it's, you have to peel back a lot of layers of what you've been, what you've been taught to feel and what you've been taught to think. And that's not just true uh, inside of Mormonism. That's true from how, how your p- parents want to make sure that they're saving face and want you to be raised up. It's, it, it's societal as far as like in social settings and in work settings, all these kind of things. You've got all these voices that are, are sometimes speaking in favor of, or in opposition to, your intuition it's hard to it's hard to hear which one is actually your intuition sometimes yeah right for me for me anyway i can only speak for myself but for me sometimes it's hard to hear what is my actual intuition because even when i even when i feel like i do hear my my intuition i then don't want to be i don't want to hurt somebody's feelings Mm -hmm. um i don't want to you know like speak ill of something or an or 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 an occasion or an event or or a situation or a person that could make my people like make the people around me feel like, Oh, um, why is Doug being that way about this? Do you know what I mean? I want to hurt feelings. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be fucking, uh, you know, the, 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 the outsider looking in, I don't want to all that kind of shit. And so all those things run through my brain about like, well, just, just go along to get along, you know, that kind of thing. And, I think it's important to to know how to recognize, honor, and follow our indiv- our individual intuition that that keeps us safe in the way that we intuitively know we can stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just that if 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 there's a if there's a situation or a or an event like a little conversation or something. That makes you feel like, you know, you're like, I, I, get, I this isn't for me. I got to get out of here. It just, just, just get out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not to say that people cannot get into trouble. Like that happens all the time when, when you've got, when you've got people who don't honor boundaries, when you've got people who don't honor your intuition, who, people who try to maybe kind of railroad uh, your intuition to make you feel like you're wrong. That happens a lot. You know, the gaslighting kind of stuff, mm-hmm. all that, all that. It's like, I get it. It, 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 It's, we, we still can't keep ourselves safe 
And when I say safe, I'm talking about from dealing with a vulnerability hangover is what you and I talk about a lot. Yeah. A lot of times after a lot of times after the podcast comes out, both you and I feel a vulnerability hangover because we're like, did we say something that's too much? I'm feeling that I'm feeling that right now about this conversation. Do you know I, what I mean? I will feel it probably. Um, but, no, but it's I, like keeping ourselves safe from those things. Yeah. And because there is an element of, I know my intuition is saying this and I know. And then if it's like, Oh, so you feel someone like pushing a boundary and you're like, you know what? Okay. Is it really that big of a deal? I can yeah. do this. All right. Like, yeah. But you start doing those like small self-sacrifices throughout the day. And what I'm realizing is that the more you do those, the more they just pile up. And the more you're, you're going to have to deal with those emotions down the road. It's almost like you're pushing off the emotions instead of just dealing with the difficult emotions that are going to come by you asserting your boundary. Um, you're just delaying, you're just almost just pushing it off and they're going to yeah. come. And, yeah. you know, I think in that one, I think the episode with Britt, we talked about how it hurts either way. Yeah. I love that. Right. I do too. Cause it's going to hurt to set a bound. It might hurt to set a boundary. And it might hurt the other person's feeling, or it might, you know, like bring up some painful emotions in you, but it's going to hurt either way because you're self-sacrificing and the other voices inside you are going to get louder and they're going to, you know, maybe they even throw a tantrum. And, um, yeah, I mean, I even had it, like, it was interesting. So maybe it was the, the, everything that built up to revival and then the come down um, and maybe just pushing myself too hard in like school and work and everything that like yesterday I got back from the movie and I'm just like, I need to come back. And I just came back in this space and just started sobbing. Yeah. And it was just like a weird deal. It wasn't about anything really in particular, but maybe it was just like, Again, I've been living in like a heightened nervous system state. Sympathetic and parasympathetic is what I was thinking of, but I don't know. There you go. There you go. Um, I was living, been living in that state of heightened uh, arousal for so long or heightened, you know, nervous system activation that it was just kind of a crash. Um, And you know, it was good. The crash happened and it was good to then be there and fill through my emotions there and, and be present with that and take care of myself in that moment. But maybe I can do that before it even gets to that point, you know, in the future, or maybe it was just something I went through, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but there's, 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 uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to say there's value in that crash. There, there's value in, in kind of, you know, it's, it's a reset of some kind of uh, helping you rebalance or recalibrate uh, the experiences that you've had, right? That, that, that crash is helpful. We're, we're just talking about allowing yourself to have that crash, right? You're uh, yeah. allowing yourself into that, into that place of, you know, it, it's, what goes up comes down highs and lows, all that kind of stuff. I love that you were able to cry and shake out a lot of the stuff that has, because you do have a lot going on, man. If you think about like all the stuff leading up to 
solstice, all the stuff leading up to uh, school, all the stuff leading up, going into work, uh, family. There's a lot. And we, we all, we all back to our original part of this conversation. We all think that we have the capacity to take on uh, just a little bit more, more, more than, more than we are kind of willing to take on or, or feel comfortable taking on. We're all just like, Oh, but I, I, probably I could do more. I could just do a little bit more. Right. Always a little bit more. Uh-huh. And that, and, and at some point it's this, the final straw. We use that, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? It's like you put so much weight on a camel's hump. They could take it, they can take it, then they can take it. And then really you can mathematically like whittle it down to that, that one final straw that breaks that, that back. It's a tiny little straw, tiny little, you know, if we think about a big hay bell or something like that, it's like one of those straws is like, weight wise, mathematically, the one that's like, okay, that tiny little thing broke me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it was a Saturday night and I had plans to maybe go out and get a drink or something or, you know, hit the town a bit. And I'm like, uh, no. So I cried and then I, uh, watched fantastic Mr. Fox and fell asleep. And (laughs) I think it was just, I wanted just, I felt like I fell asleep at like, 11 on a Saturday night, which for me, I don't remember the last time I went to sleep at 11 on a Saturday night, you know, it's like, but that's not, that's pretty late on a, you know, why do I have to, I'm 42 years old. I don't need to go and go hard on Saturday nights, every Saturday night, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I gotta tell you. So I've had a, I've had an interesting three weekends in a row. Can I talk about those? Yes, please. Yes. So starting with the revival weekend, incredible. I just had the time of my life. I, I mean, I, when I think back, I, it's, I can flood, I can flood myself with good memories from that thing, you know, same. And in those settings, I'll, I will admit I'm, I'm a, I'm good at like, I'm a good, like stop and chat. Like if I'm walking somewhere, I like to wander. I really like to wander. Yeah, I know that about you. As you know, I really, I got to keep on moving, you know? Yeah. Uh I'm like that song, you know? Can't nobody stop me now. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh, no. I got to keep on moving. I mean, that's me. I got to keep on moving when I'm. Yeah, I wanted to join in on that one with you, but I wasn't ringing a bell. I'm sure I know it. No, it's totally, yeah. (laughs) So I'm good in those sitting, I'm good in those things of like, uh, oh, we're, we're walking the same path. Let's do a stop and chat for a few minutes. You know, how are you? How's everything going? What's happening? What's new? And then I got to keep on moving. But I also have to be able to retreat to like a tiny little place that's just like mine mm-hmm. to like re-energize or to, or, or to recharge, you know? Yeah. So that was the, that, the first weekend of three where it was like, it was like heavy on the feelings, heavy on emotion, heavy on uh, drugs, you know, heavy on yeah. things. <laughs> I mean, you're setting uh, with any of those festival things, you're, you're, you're going to set yourself up for a crash at the end. And that's fine too. Absolutely. And I was, I was totally happy with my crash. Same. But, um, and I, yeah, I did miss out on Saturday night festivities. You know, I missed out cause I was sleeping in the RV. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I couldn't have been in, in a better place. Like I was happy yeah. to be where I was. <laughs> But then the next weekend was a family reunion and talk about opposite ends of the spectrum for me. I mean, my family's all Mormon and 
you know, we're doing the family reunion things where it's, it's sitting around talking. And, and like I said, sitting around talking it drives me nuts after a little bit of, of time. So I have to just get up and take a walk. You know, it's just, it is, it exists. It exists deeper in me than any kind of substance. In this case, the substance was eating all the time. Yeah. That's what family reunions do. It's just like, you're always, you're constantly eating and chatting. You're constantly eating and sitting there visiting, visiting. <laughs> I fucking hate visiting. You know, I like visiting. doing, yeah. I hate the word visiting. Sounds yeah. visiting. I know it's just like, that's, but that's a family reunion. You just sit around visiting and the visiting doesn't even get all that interesting because nobody's got anything to kind of lubricate it. You know, no one's in, in my family, no one's having a glass of wine. No one's having a, no one's smoking a, 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 a joint. Maybe it's a Mormon thing, but the word visiting just brings up obligation for me. A it it bit. certainly does. And I mean, I meant for it too. When I said, instead yes. of just sitting around chatting, we're sitting around visiting, you know, because uh-huh. there's like a, there's like an active component to visiting rather than like a passive, just like sitting in each other's, presence, sitting in each other's energy and feeling that, you know what I mean? I feel that. Yeah, totally. Uh So I had that weekend, which also I had to like recover from a little bit. Love being with my family, love family reunions. I love that kind of stuff, but I do go crazy unless I have the opportunity to get up and wander. I like wander. I'm a wander. I don't know what else to say. And it's okay to, it's okay to recognize that and embrace it. And yeah, of course it's okay. It's beautiful. (laughs) And then this weekend that we're, it's Sunday of this weekend that we're talking right now. I had a lot of my like people in town that are like, let's drink like, and let's go on a bender for two days. Do you know what I mean? Like that, those friends that are just like, we can go hard the whole time. And I kind of like, was like, well, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm down. But I, but I really slowed myself down and was able to kind of observe all my homies in, in that, like, we're going balls to the wall heavy. And I was a little bit less and still, you know, drunk people, what, you know, drunk people, it's just like, it's like herding cats anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and even then, you know, we're doing all these activities and we're, you know, there's, there's golf going on and there's, there's a music like time to go, play music. There's time to go listen to music and dance. There's time to go to dinner, all that kind of stuff. But Mike, I still in that setting need to, I need to go wander for a minute. And there's something about me being alone, moving my feet, just thinking about like kind of processing everything that's happened and sort of like coming back, you know, refreshed, coming back to the group, ready to, ready to get back into it. I need it. So it was funny for me those three weekends couldn't have been different, more, more, more opposite weekends. If you think about them back to back festival, family reunion, the, the, the woohoo crowd, like the let's get drunk and go woohoo, you know? Yeah. And I noticed that they're all very different, but they all have the same kind of vibe where you got to get into the same vibe as everybody else. You got to get into that same space and do the thing. But while you're doing that thing or while I'm doing that thing, I have got to protect myself and just give myself that a little bit of space mm-hmm. and a little bit of time to, to, you know, get back in, like recharge, just get back into my own self. Cause I think I take on everybody else's thing and I'm, I want to be a good host. I want to be a good, like party guy. I want to be a good son or brother or, 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 or uncle. I, I want to do all the things. 
but I can't do any of those things unless I give myself a chance to do what I know works for me. You know, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, so when we are saying goodbye to people at the, uh, at the revival, you know, I could tell there were a lot of empaths, empathic people there in our yeah. camp. Right. Oh, yeah, and you could see in a lot of it, for a lot of them, it was their first festival and first time being in such a heavily charged emotional experience with people. And so as I was hugging them, you know, there were quite a few that I was like, all right, be mindful of your emotions the next few days, go home, take an Epsom salt bath, just try to like feel it all out. Just like, let it all go, give it all to the bath. And I was given advice for myself, but you know what I haven't done? I haven't done any of that since, you know what I mean? So here I am giving all these people that advice. And I went straight from revival to a family visitation, <laughs> visiting family in like a family dinner situation, which was pretty overwhelming. You know, I go right from revival into this scenario where like all these people I haven't seen in you know a long time since we're coming in from out of town and trying to be on for them, even though I was up until like three or four the night before and, you know, doing drugs and just, yeah, I didn't take any of my own advice instead of like being like, you know what, I'm going to go home get some Epsom salt, take a bath, be in my own energy for a while, decompressed. I was out doing stuff. And then the next day I was driving home. And then the next morning I woke up at 4.30 AM to do that Kundalini yoga event on the beach and just go, 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 you know? (laughs) And there's something about, um, you know, Mormons uh, were really good at that. And it's filling time. You know, I've maybe talked about this, but like before we even started the podcast, Actually, the event that started therapy for me was I went to that uh, vacation with a uh, uh, mini vacation with Eric and and Janae and my mate. And, you know, that's where it was like one of the most magical weekends of my life. And we but we went there and there was no agenda. There was there was nothing. It's like we're going to go. Oh yeah, we're gonna take this hike and this, and but we'll just we'll fill it out. You know, we'll wake up in the morning and Eric will beam and say, "Let's go wizard hunting," and then we go with wizard hunting that day. You know, and then we come back and it was just chill. It was just being. It was magical. And then I go from there a couple of weeks later, just feeling like the most me I'd felt in my life up to that point. And this was like two and a half years ago went to a, another vacation where it was just a bunch of uh, Mormon guys from high school who I love, you know, uh, uh, some of my dearest friends from high school, but it was just, I couldn't have, the vacations were totally different. And that one, it's like, no, we're, we're planning golf and activities. And at night we can do uh, board game tournaments or video game tournaments. We ended up just going to the casino and gambling, but like, we, uh, which, which was good on them, you know, for doing that. But, um, anyway, I left there just like in this funk of, uh, what, what just happened. And I felt shitty and that's what got me to go see my therapist for the first time. Yeah. But I bring that up because there's something about, you know, doing and constantly doing that was just programmed into us that instead of just being and allowing space for that, we, we have to fill it up with all these activities and schedules and um, we can't just go wander or explore or be. I, I love what you're talking about right now because those agendas, they get overwhelming, don't they? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
you know, like my family reunion, like my mom is a good, good planner. I mean, you, Mike, you see, you see in me what I, what I got from my mom. Like when it comes down to it, like making sure we got what we need and are where we need to be all, all that shit. Like I'm, I'm good at that. I'm, I'm pretty good at that stuff. Comes naturally. That's, and that's a very good skill to have. Yeah. I'm happy to have that skill. I, I feel like it's a gift I give to the, to the group I go with, you know, it's like logistics, solving problems, making sure we got like, we're prepared. Like, hell yeah, Doug's going to take care of that. You know what I mean? But I think I can probably be a little bit overwhelming. That that first night at, at Revival, when we, we pulled in, we were there later than I wanted to be there. The fucking generator wasn't working, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was driving me nuts. And you 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 helped me. Um, I don't know who I can name. Like Jen helped me. Eric and Janae, really. I mean, Janae, Janae kind of, Janae did the whole thing. She solved it for me as far as like my, my emotional state. Did she? <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. She always does. But it's like, anyway, I'm I, sorry. I kind of went on a tangent there, but at my family reunion, my mom's like, my mom's like, okay, here's where we got to be. And every day it's like up at seven. I'm like, I'm up at seven. I'm on vacation. Are you kidding me? I get up at, I get up at six 30 or seven when I'm, when I'm working, what, what? I'm yeah. going on vacation. Let me, let me have a minute. But so we, the place we were at up in the woods, awesome place, awesome location, cool things to do river runs through our little area there. So we took all the kids. I mean, it's like a shitload of kids and we, we take the kids out on the water, um, out on the river to, you know, we got kayaks and rafts and all that kind of stuff. And we're out playing the river and floating down it and all that kind of thing. And we do a couple of runs with the kids and the kids start to get worn out by that. Cause it's just like, you know, they're, they're sitting on the river, eating snacks, chatting, yelling at each other, splashing, paddling, all that kind of stuff. But for, but for, parents and i was gonna say for dad that's a fucking nightmare because you kind of like yeah you gotta you're like on high alert making sure a kid doesn't fall into a place and and, and get injured or you, just, you, you know you gotta make sure the boats are moving you make sure you gotta make sure everybody's staying together i mean you're, you're paddling you're, you're you're getting out and tugging the boat out of like spots you're, you're going over and helping people find their snacks and making sure kids don't throw trash into the river and something so finally we did that after a while, everybody kind of was done. And so again, I helped everybody load up all the, all the, all the water shit that we had. And then I was just like, I'm off. I, I need, I need a second. So I just walked away. You I just went, yeah. what's that? You wandered a bit. Yeah. I wandered off. Yeah. And I just went and stood in the middle. I, I, I just like walked out on the river. They might, they might as well thought like, what the hell's Doug doing? But I just walked out into the very middle of the river and it's waist deep. And I'm just standing there, letting the river flow past me. And I'm not looking at anything and I'm not looking at anybody. I'm just standing in the river trying to breathe, trying to like maybe recenter, you know? And I start hearing someone yelling at me. I turn around and my mom is on the shore. What are you doing? You know, she's like, what are you doing out there? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like my mom, but like, what are you doing out there? You need any help? Like, what do you need help? And I'm like, I, I, I don't need any help. I'm just standing. I'm literally just standing here. And she's like, why are you standing there? What's going on? Are you looking for something? Or is everything okay? And I'm like, oh shit, mom. Yeah, everything's okay. And I finally, I walked up. So I walked over to her and, you know, I'm dripping wet from, from my waist down. And we're just kind of talking. And I'm like, look, mom, you know how you always kind of jokingly um, refer to me as your hippie son. And 
you're glad that you're, you're glad I am who I am. And I'm, and you, you know, I've got a good heart, but you know how you kind of refer to the hippie stuff. She's like, yeah, of course. Laughs, she chuckles. I'm like, okay, what I was just doing was a hippie thing. I literally was just standing in the river, trying to get into my own body, trying to feel nature and be there with the earth, with my feet on the, the river bottom as the water flowed past me and I'm standing in the sunlight and I'm feeling the wind and I'm looking at the sun. Like that's all I was doing. And she's like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I interrupt. And then, so then she went into the whole mom thing of like, yeah. you know, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't mean to like take you away from that. I love that you do that. Like she did that whole thing. But it's like, even when you're just, even when you're just trying to like take a minute for yourself to stand alone in the river, you're still going to run into obligations. You're still going to run into people who need something from you or, 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 or are concerned about you or want to check in with you. And so that's, that's to me, the importance of like making clear your boundaries, making clear your intentions, making clear what you are doing, and then just letting people deal with that, like letting them, okay, well, whatever. And for me, it was, it was a really funny example of, I was doing zero things for, for all she knows. I could have just been out there taking a piss, you know, like, Oh, let me go waist deep in the river and take a piss. But she didn't, she just was worried. She was instantly worried that something was wrong. Yeah. And like, why is, is, is Doug, is Doug removed? Is he, is he not happy? Is he feeling some kind of way? No, mom, I'm just taking a beat. That's all. I'm just taking a break from, I've been sweaty. Cause I'm like the guy that's tugging boats and running over, you know, running waist deep water, like trying to catch up with another boat. That's like gone errantly down the other, the wrong fork of the river and just all that shit. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm tired. I've been up since yeah. seven. It's fucking seven. All right. Seven chasing kids. Well, you know what? What a good thing for her to hear though, man. Cause I just feel like I didn't hear that a lot growing up that just go out and be and feel and experience the wind and the water and the earth. And, you know, it was always something, even when we we're out in nature, I was always on like a goddamn ski boat or like a, I mean, I love <laughs> I love water skiing. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) And I love doing fun things and jet skiing and, uh, um, you know, being in nature in that way, but like, it wasn't ever, no one ever kind of just said, Oh yeah, just go to the spot and be, and, and it's okay to do that. And you know what, when you were, when you were saying that element of standing in the river and just allowing the water to move around you, I think it just took me back to, I mean, I wasn't in nature, but I was in a movie theater being like, you know what? I just want to be in this river and let it go around me and not have to analyze, Oh, what is, what does the river mean? Cause I mean, of course we could dissect that. Like, Oh yeah, you're in the river and the, um, you're allowing these emotions to go by and but fuck it too. It's just like, right. No, yeah. Just it just felt, it, it felt good. It was hot as balls outside. So it felt good to be halfway in cold rushing water. And halfway in, you know, 98 degree sunshine, mountain, like mountain sunshine is beautiful. It's amazing, but it was hot as balls. And it's like, oh, I feel cool. Like I'm waist down. I'm cool. Waist up. It's cooling down, even though I'm standing in this heat. It's, it, there was nothing to it other than that. I wasn't out there. Like I wasn't meditating. I wasn't like trying to get into an altered state. I wasn't, all I was doing was standing there, enjoying, uh, standing there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, and a, and that's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Not every dream has to be analyzed. Not every experience has to be picked apart and dissected. I know that's weird for us to say because 
we ended up doing that like every week. And even now, you know, we're still kind of dissecting it in a way, I know. but it just doesn't have to happen. Just like, just, yeah, maybe I'm just feeling that energy of like, just be for a goddamn minute, you know? Yeah. I think that's, I, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, it's, it's funny. We have a tendency to just analyze these things. All of us. I don't think that I don't, I think that's a human condition, right? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Because that's, that's the ultimate question we ask ourselves. That's why religion is invented. That's why, uh, you know, cults exist. That's why uh, uh, echo chambers exist. That's why everything exists is because people are f- fundamentally trying to answer the basic question of what is this? Yeah. And you know what? There's a part of us that's always going to be like running in the background, trying to do that. All we have to evolutionary. We have to, because that's consciousness. We, 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 we suddenly, we suddenly were conscious and we were like, okay, now what the hell does this mean? You know? Yeah. Like when we were doing the ape thing, we were like, ape, ape's fine. I'm just going to ape around for a while. I'm going to, I'm going to go over here and sleep. And then I'm going to go over here yeah. and fuck. And then I'm going to go figure out some food and then I'm going to do it all over again. I'm, I'm an ape. I don't give a shit. Well, but now, what? yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, there was during one of the, I think our, the mushroom trip we took in Zion, where this was happening to me, where I, it's almost like I saw that loop that I'm, you know, I'm there trying to like have, you know, this happens for me a lot. I think on psychedelics where, especially at the beginning, I'm like, how do I even communicate this? How do I even say it? How I, you know, it's like, what does this mean? And how do I even process this? And then, and then eventually someone's like, or some voice or some feeling just being like, don't try to explain it right now just be in it um and but then what i notice is that that loop still goes on i'm just not identifying with it anymore i'm not uh consciously in that place i go to a different place consciously and i think that's almost an element we can get to more where we're like that that part when i say can i just stop stop figuring it out for a goddamn minute it doesn't mean that part of me is going to stop it's never going to stop but maybe it's like, yeah, you just go figure all this shit out in the background. I'm just not going to pay attention to you. I'm going to pay attention to my body and the earth and the movie I'm watching and just get absorbed in it. And yeah, that loop, that that constantly finding meaning is going to run in the background. You know what? It's probably going to figure some shit out and I don't have to figure it out for it. You know, <laughs> like Good. Yeah. Mike, you're, you're touching on something that has been really in my, like really weighing heavily on me lately. So one of the one of the things about and and here I'm saying this on a podcast that is literally about being ex Mormon and doing drugs. Yes. I, I'm about to say what I'm about to say, right? Uh-huh. I think a lot about the experiences that we all have when we're in an altered state of consciousness. I, it's I think it's beautiful. Most of the time, it's beautiful, and even even the even the rough goes like even the dark trips. Mm-hmm. They, they come out and you're just like, God, what a beautiful experience. It was tough for a while. Maybe even especially the dark trips. I, I, would, I would say yes to that. I, I, I've gotten a lot personally out of my darker trips. I've also just had trips where I'm wandering around at a festival, kind of doing a little bit of dance for somebody and then moving on. You know, I got to keep on moving on. You know me. <laughs> but uh, I think that there's this other side where it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real balancing act of I think it's, I love hearing people like talk about their trips. I, in fact, it's probably one of my favorite hobbies is, is listening to someone tell me about their trips. You know what I mean? I mean, I think maybe that's why we like love doing this. <laughs> I think why, I think that's why they have that. We have the podcast, Yeah, but, but it almost becomes this thing of like, suddenly we're back to where we started when 
We want, there's something inside of us. Okay. Again, I'm just speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. There's something inside of me that's like, oh, but I've got to attach this like download that I had, or I've got to like put into words, like the, the lesson that I learned or, or this new insight that I, that I have that I'm now working on. And we have to put it into words for other people. And to some degree, it's kind of like maybe to get a little bit from it to like have people go, Whoa, that's interesting. Or just to have people be like, Oh, and that's how cults and full-blown religions and Joseph Smith. I mean, that's how things start to form with this weird, like, Oh, who's having the best downloads. Maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to listen a little bit harder to that. No, the whole point of these altered state of consciousness is to like have a, 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 a mind altering experience that makes you look at the world a little bit differently or makes you experience something in that moment to, to feel something different or to appreciate something a little bit differently or to kind of look internally at some of the stuff that you might do that, that you don't like, you know? Yeah. But as soon as we try to start getting some credit for that, the internet, as soon as we start trying exactly to like mean, man. Yeah. earn some points for that, it, be, it, it kind of almost negates the experience. Like learn your lessons. Do your integration, get your shit figured out. But, you know, that's why I'm saying it's a fine line because I love hearing trip stories. When I start getting a little uncomfortable is when it's like, so let me now impart wisdom and teach you all about the universe and tell you what it really means and what it really is, you know, that I get a little bit like, this is gray area. I don't want anybody teaching me. And I certainly don't want to be teaching anybody else because my, my quote unquote downloads are always the one that we, you know, me all my download is always the same fucking one that I had in Zion, which is, Oh, I get it. It's all a fucking game. And it's a little, this little, we're all actors in a little play and I can see everybody playing their role and humans are cute. And I can, I can see how we're just like these emotional creatures that are like scrunching up our faces and doing all sorts of, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's every time I trip, that's what I feel. Well, that doesn't mean anything. There, yeah. That that only means something to me. That doesn't mean anything to anybody else. So shut your goddamn mouth, Doug. Like it's like Doug, shut up about it. No, and even in the um, like, uh, I, I was reading for school, and I forgot the term they used, but it was talking about how one of the benefits of like, for example, uh, recording your dreams is um, not necessarily to analyze them and to pick apart the symbols and say, oh, what did this dream mean? But you're capturing, you're better capturing and bringing into consciousness that experience that you went through that like, so if you went down in your dream and you saw a three headed wolf and he took you to a door and then all of a sudden your, uh, your boss was behind the door, you know, the whole, the dream experience that gets kind of weird and crazy, your ego, your, your center of consciousness experienced that just as it experienced the day before. And it's incorporating those experiences and learning from them and growing from them. And if it's a, a very emotional dream, if it's a nightmare, it's incorporating the, the fear that it felt during that nightmare and the emotions that came up just like it, it would if, you know, that happened yesterday in waking life. And same thing as a, as a trip. Sometimes these journeys we take, it's like, I can't explain it, but I have that known, that knowing, that Gnostic sense of I've lived it. And yeah. so when you've That's lived it, you don't have to, you don't have to analyze it so much or like it meant this. No, it meant that I went down and encountered a three headed wolf and he took me through a door and the emotions that the wolf 
uh, gave in me and like maybe a primal instinct and, and stuff and, or whatever emotions that stirred in me, those are a part of me now. And I've, I, I've experienced it. And so now I'm approaching life with not only my waking life experience and my dream experiences and my imaginative experiences and my trip experiences, they're all contributing to the experience of uh, whatever this mic consciousness is. And maybe I don't have to analyze it so much. I just get to experience it. And the analyzing will just happen all in the background and, and I can just enjoy an experience. Gosh, dude, I've, I love that. I, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm going to use the term enlightened here um, real loosely because it's a, it's a term that gets thrown around in, in some of our circles that is, I don't, I don't know how accurately we're using that term. I don't even know what that word technically fucking means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. But the least enlightened I ever feel is when I'm trying to um, categorize and rank people's enlightenment. Like, like when, when I'm comparing, like who's the most enlightened or, (laughs) or who's done the most self-work or who's like, where does everybody, what's the hierarchy of that? Like, how does everybody rank and who's, who's the one I got to look to for this, that, and it's like, that's when I feel the least, that's when I feel the most human, but it's, it's also when I feel the least enlightened. Cause I'm like, who fucking cares? (laughs) It's when I'm in the moment where I'm like, who cares? And I can sit there quietly and maybe share a fun joke or a tell a story or, or listen to a great story or cheer somebody on or smile and just sit there and like exist in each other's company. That's when I feel like I'm at the most like higher self of just like, we're all in it together. It's all good, man. Who cares who everybody is? I don't care what your name, gender, sexual orientation. I don't give a fuck who anybody is. That's when I'm feeling the best about life. Yeah. You know, what comes up for me often and it came up again during this revival uh, journey it's come up in both revivals. So I guess when I'm tripping with a lot of people, um, because, you know, in that space, Doug, because of the podcast where we become a bit of like a public figure in that space. And, um, and I think that's where you can fall into the trap of feeling like a guru or enlightened um, and shit. But what's a cool thing that happens when I'm in that space and I'm tripping with people, it's almost like I'm seeing their souls and they're seeing mine and their souls are like, I feel like I'm encountering like a lot of people we camped with have a much, much older and wiser souls than mine. Like That's they just feel experienced, you know, feel like they've been through lifetimes and galaxies and dimensions. And I always get the feeling on those that like, the, you know, their souls are looking at mine and they're like, oh, oh yeah, you're just waking up to your, your power. But like, and you're, you're, you're cute. You're adorable. You share your thing on the podcast and whatever, but like, yeah, you're new, you're new to all this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And so I don't feel like any sort of enlightened. Yeah. And that, it, it just kind of, I, it, it puts me in my place. I feel like, which I like, it's just kind of like, no, you're just, you're just like anyone else fucking here. Just like, we're all experiencing this together and that you might feel like, because you have a platform to share your ideas that maybe you gets to your head and you feel like, Oh, now I, I'm, I am wise and people are listening to me because of this, but it's like, no oh, man, you're just playing a role too. And <laughs> thanks for the role. It's a great role. And yeah, I like how you're approaching this with like a kid in the candy store kind of vibe because you kind of are just a kid in the candy store. And there's yes. so, there's so much more you need to learn here. 
Uh, I had a great conversation at the solstice thing. Boy, this is kind of becoming a solstice retro solstice retrospective. I guess it is, huh? Yeah. But I, I like how it's tying into yeah. It's, yeah, same. Yeah. So I had a great conversation with somebody. And uh if you're out there listening, you know who you are. Um, one of the things that happens at, at these types of things is that people will come up and just say, Hey, I I it's nice to meet you in person. Um, I really like some of the things that you say, or I really identify with some of the things, or, or even just, you make me feel not alone, which I couldn't be, I could not be prouder of, of that to make people feel like, oh shit, I'm not experiencing this as, as an anomaly. Like I'm not doing this alone. There's other people who have these same experience. We tell, we, we tell all the story. I mean, we, we tell about jerking off. We tell about feeling shame and guilt. We, we, we talk about, you know, interpersonal relationships. We talk about the church. We talk about our most vulnerable feelings of anxiety and depression and, and the dark places that we've been. I love that. And I love people coming up and saying, Hey, that made that, that gave me something. That was a gift. I fucking love it. But this one specific conversation I had, this person introduced himself to me and, and they began it by saying, Hey, it must be, it must be kind of weird because some of us who listen to the podcast we know everything about you. Like, like I, like, you know, a lot of times people would tell me, I, we, we don't, we, we don't know what you look like. And, you know, people, I love when people say they made up a, a, a mental image of what you and I look like. I, I love, I, I would forever ask people what, what's your, what, what did you think? Cause I love <laughs> hearing those descriptions. Or who are we talking to where he's like, I don't do a very good job picturing it. It's just like, for me, it's like a disembodied mouth. Just a lips. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about just, it's just lips talking. I loved that. I love that too. But this, this person was like, Hey, it must be really weird because we, we know everything about you. And so there's a connection there. There's like a, almost like a closeness, like a, Oh, this is a person who's in my life, but you're meeting. He, he said, you're meeting me for the first time right now. So it must be a weird experience. And I was like, my God, thank you. It is, it is weird. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just, it's just odd because if Anything though, if anybody knows anything about me, I just like to be part of the tribe. I, that's all I like. I, listen, man, give me a chance to be part of the tribe, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm happy to be there. Let just, you want, let you wander around for a bit and come back to the tribe. And- I'm gonna wander. I'm gonna come back. I'll probably, I'll probably be really helpful and useful when I get back. Yeah, like, you'll probably uh, swear at a generator and kick it for a bit, and like, yeah, right, man. You know, <laughs> I know how to up f- and get the firewood and the yeah, yeah. But I don't want to be. I don't want to be like responsible for holding court or I don't want to be, you know, the guy who's like directing the conversation or I just like that to naturally happen. You know what I mean? And so it's such a funny experience in those things because we really are. um, We really are just there to be part of it with everybody. And I just really appreciated this, this individual again. Thank you. If you're listening of just saying, Hey, this must be weird for you. And then we stood there and chatted for a little while, you know? Yeah. And I got to know him a little bit. I got to hear about his life and hear about some of his more vulnerable stuff. And it was like beautiful. And I just, I, I feel like as we, as we, as we look at the way community develops, we saw a cool community. Oh man. Yeah. We saw a really cool version of community that weekend. We, we also saw some of the like dangers of, of when community develops the same roles, the same kind of things start to develop. Right. Mm-hmm. And you and I actively try to pull, pull away from some of those things. 
but more than that was the beauty of community. And to me, it's like, listen, everybody, we, Mike and I serve some kind of purpose in sharing and helping people maybe feel something or have a chuckle or, or come together or find new people that they can. I mean, I, I'm so proud of the people who have made connections and made new friends uh, within that community. But we ain't, we, ain't, we, we got nothing to do with the, uh, the leadership of the community. I even hate using the word leadership, Jesus, but we're just part, we're just there, you know? Yeah. And we welcome, we welcome anybody who wants to like step in and fulfill some kind of role in, within community. Is that a fair thing to say? I think it's very fair, but I yeah. think we see that happening. I think in, in this particular community, um, we see a lot of people just, you, you see them like, uh, deepening it, deepening into themselves and kind of just really stepping into their power. And it's really coming together. You know, maybe I'm going to need to ask her after if we can keep this in, but I think we probably can. A highlight for me, um, I guess this is kind of a mini recap of the, but it's just tying in. It It was an awesome time. Let's do it. Um, A woman came up to me at the end, a member of our community who I met online before. And I think maybe in some of the share circles, but I think that was the first time I was meeting her in person. I can't remember if she was at the road show or not, regardless. Um, she um, came up to me in the end and in tears and just said, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer earlier this week. Oh, yeah. And I want you to know that this community is the exact community I needed when I needed it. And we were just able to hold each other and cry and just appreciate the beauty of synchronicity of what she kind of manifested in her life when she needed it. Um, and I, I even said that, you know, that night before, uh, <laughs> Doug, when you were crashing, I was with, uh, a lot of the people in our camp and they, a lot, a lot of them were, were rolling on Molly and I was getting a really good contact high from them. Like I wasn't on Molly, but I was like feeling all the good, uh, fills on it. Um, and you know, a lot of people very heartfelt thanked me, thank me and you for starting this. And, 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 um, and I was able to one say my pleasure, say, it really is my pleasure to do this. And two say, I also manifested people because I needed them. So it's like, so just as like, maybe, uh, some of these, you know, people manifested this community in their life. And I, you know, I even hate sometimes the word manifest, but conjured up, you know, or, but we created this, I, 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 part of this podcast, I realize is bringing people to me, bringing community to me because it's a lot of the connections that I needed in my life too. Didn't you feel that? So I, I'm going to keep talking about, I'm going to keep talking about the solstice. Is that cool? Um, I think, I think we're doing it in a way that if people didn't come, they don't feel like, uh, they didn't miss out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they think they might feel like they missed out, but they can relate to this episode regardless. It's not like we're just like, yeah, I totally agree. So, uh, Friday night was the night the mountain tribe played. Mm -hmm. So we had a, we had a big old crew up there for mountain tribe and, (laughs) I mean, I was in it 
uh, at that moment, like you and I both were in it Uh right at that time. And so I was in that, I was in that state of being where I was just like, I want to sit down, but if I sit down, I'm a little cold. And I also kind of want to stand up and dance. But if I stand up and dance, I'm a little bit like worried people are going to watch me dance. And I, I was just doing all that kind of stuff. You know right. what I mean? Am so I, I hot? Am I cold? Am I hot? Am I cold? I don't know. What I, I don't know if I'm hot or cold. I can't <laughs> figure it out. You know? And I was kind of sitting down on a blanket. Uh, I don't know. I, someone's blanket. They just said, Doug, you can sit here. And I'm like, thank you. I need to sit down. So I sat down and, and, um, Miriam, I hope I can say Miriam's name. I'm not going to give any other details, but Miriam was just kind of, uh, you know, I looked, I looked like a wreck. I had that, I had that like re- kind of that red hat that I wore all day on Friday. Oh, you look good in that red hat, man. And I had my sunglasses on. I couldn't decide if I wanted them on or off because the sun was starting to set. And I was like, well, I like having them on, but I can't quite see very good. And I put them back on, put them back off. And I'm just sitting there like on the ground on my butt with my legs straight out and my arms just kind of at the, at my sides. I probably look like a little kid a little bit, you know, <laughs> and Miriam's just laughing at me. She's just like, you are a treat to look at right now. You just are, cause I'm smiling from ear to ear, having the time of my life. And she kind of, she's kind of taking care of me. She's like, do you need a blanket? Do you need anything? You know, that, that kind of thing. So then I'm, I'm like, I, I'm going to get up and dance. And Miriam's like, Oh, I'll go with you. So we, we walk towards like where people are dancing. And I just, I let her know like, Hey, Thank you. I absolutely love you. You're you you just you you just saved my bacon and and you're just like a you're like that tethering. You know, sometimes you need that person who's just there for you. And she was serving as that. And so we we start we they started playing. We found a love, which I think people who listen to this podcast know that's like a that's like a favorite song of ours. And I'm like, can I give you a hug? She's like, I want. Let's hug. So we started hugging. And then right away, Mike, you come up and you're like, I got to get in on this. And it becomes a three person hug. And then another person comes up and they're like, can I get in on this? And it becomes a four person hug and then five. And then suddenly one of my favorite moments of the thing is that we have this big, I've never seen anything like this. We have this big, long, like, like horizontal line of people that were like side hugging and swaying together. must've been I, I, to throw out a number. I, I don't know, like 80 to hundred people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. All, yeah all hugging side by side and kind of swaying to that song that I love so much. The sun has just set. It's like the perfect temperature. It's the perfect vibe. Everybody's feeling good. And I was like, there's no beginning and end to this line of people hugging. I I mean, I guess there are a person on one end and a person on the other end. I don't know. I mean, that, that has to exist because the, the thing didn't go full circle, but it was everyone just sharing love. It was just everyone sharing uh, that, that, that sense of community, that sense of touch, that sense of, we are all here having a human experience together and mountain tribe. I love, I love the Eric and Janae just kept singing. They were like, let's just keep singing the song. You know, Eric even asked us afterwards, he's like, did we sing that song too long? And I was like, no, dude, you could have sang that through the night. And I think people would have just been side by side swaying and hugging. And to me, that was what I need what I want in my life. You know, I'm, I'm not there to try to like, I'm not there to festival cruising chicks. I'm not there to try to like make plans for the future. I'm not there to try to like, you know, get, get some, get something going. I'm there just to exist and to interact with people, short interactions, long interactions doesn't matter to me. 
But that side by side, silently swaying and maybe once in a while whooping or maybe once in a while singing along to a song that's just about we found a love and it was old like the sun. And we're all like loving each other and just like, hey, this is us as humans. We all matter equally and we are all very important to ourselves and to others. And that's who we got to take care of. It was the most beautiful experience of my, uh, maybe of my life. I really, really quite loved that experience. It's like, I'm going to do something that I was saying, saying maybe we shouldn't be doing as much, but I'm going to analyze that like a dream a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's get into our analytical stuff. Well, I mean, it was just not in a big way, but just in a way of what we were talking about, like maybe as a microcosm for what we've done with the podcast. Like it started out with just me and you hugging. Shalise came soon after that. Our other guests came. Peter and Adrian with the community. Seth, uh, more people. So it's like we hugged. And then as other people see us hugging, like I want to get on some of that Mike and Doug hug, you know? Yeah. And then the, when, Mike, when Mike and Doug and Shalise are hugging, I want to get on that thing, you know? And then as people step up to join the hug, they're also encouraging others to join it with us too. Yes. Yes. And that's what it felt like. And so it wasn't, yes. so even though like, as far as the podcast world, it was our first hug was me and you, everyone else is in their own. We're all in our own world and our own story. And so, but when we decided to be that person in the story to come up and join the hug, who starts coming along with us? Maybe our parents, maybe our siblings, maybe our friends, Yes. Uh, maybe complete strangers who just come up to it, you and like, what's, what's your secret? What's going on with you? You know, or people you meet along the way and to be in this one long chain of we found a love and, and it was old like the sun right i want to make sure, so eric said he they recorded that concert i wonder if we could play that throw the song at the end of this uh recording here i i want to ask him i mean let's ask him I, i'll bet he'll let it oh yeah because that was close, close out with that song here there's people listening to it as we you know go out because i think that's i think that's a great way to kind of you know, talk about this 101st episode. We've been here for 100 episodes. We're starting on 101st. We're going to keep, I'm, I want to keep this thing going because <laughs> I fucking yeah. love it. And, you know, I hope more people will come and join us in this hug, this l- hug chain we got going on. Yeah, same. The, the, the hug that is just, you know what? All you have to do is be yourself. And just hang on to the person on your left and the person on your right. And then they're going to do the same. They're going to hang on to you and they're going to hang on to the person next to them. And everyone's holding each other up. And we're also working to hold one another up. And that to me is life. You know, it's, 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 it's sure. It's a good, it's a good analogy for um, the podcast, the community, all the things, but it's also just a good analogy for life of like, stand on your own two feet, hold, hold your ground hold someone up a little bit while they hold you up. Let's just be us. Let's get rid of the us and them. Let's get rid of the red and blue jerseys. Let's get rid of uh, the, the the concept of they. Let's get rid of, well, but I wanted to be um, towards the center of the hug thing, or I wanted to be towards the end of the hug thing, or I wanted to be the, no, 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 no. We're all just hugging right now. And it's a side hug. Meaning it's always open for more people to join in that hug. It's always open and there's more people to hold us up. 
And, it, and, and no one's doing more work or less work. Everyone is just holding each other in love, you know? Yeah. And I really think wow. that if that were my, like, if that were my self message for how I live my life, it would be start by standing in my own place and holding myself up. And then as I have the capacity, let me bring in more people into my arms. And by holding them up, they're going to hold me up too. And yeah, we're going to get swaying on different rhythms. You know, once yeah. in a while, people were bumping into each other because we were all swaying at a different rhythm. And it's hard to get 80 people swaying back and forth at the same time. But it didn't matter because we're all just holding each other and there's no expectations and there's no obligation and there's no sense of like, well, who's situated where and who do I want to be hugging? And there's no weird, honestly, like there's no weird sexual tension to it. It's just this nice little side hug that everybody can join. And that's what I want my life to be. I want my whole life to be a cool side hug that everybody can join. And I love it that it's only, you're only hugging two people, you know, that's right. There's that boundary issue we're talking about or the feeling like you have to carry on the weight of the world or the weight of others. No, you're helping the person on your right, the person on your left, they're simultaneously helping you. You're not saying, well, I could maybe reach my arm around and maybe bring in a third or fourth or fifth or, you know, um, you're just focusing on one thing at a time and you're not trying to hold the world's problems or the weight of the world. Um, that's something we can hold collectively together maybe, you know, but all I'm focused on is person on my right person on my left and standing in my own two feet and swaying to the most beautiful one. I think probably my favorite song. I think it's my favorite song. I really do. Eric, if you're listening, I, I, I literally think that is my favorite song Same. and I love you. And Janae, and Tasha, and Robert, and David, and Tim, I love you. Thank you for thank you for creating that music that that created such a beautiful moment in my life. And let's hold each other up. Hold each other up in love. I think that's perfect. <laughs> How do we get here? Should we just stop here? Yeah, I think that's magic. We don't need to like overstay our welcome. You know, for him, dude. And then um, I'll see if we can add that song at the end. Cause that would be, that would be cool. If we end out on that song. I think so too. Um, so I guess we could just end here and, and do a couple of plugs. So we've got um, Mormon Palooza coming up. Uh, we're in cahoots with divine assembly to October 1st. Uh, it, it does happen to fall on conference weekend. So for those of you who maybe are triggered by when conference rolls around by what the new thing that, you know, your member friends and family are going to be trying to talk to you about or share on their instant or on their yeah instant instant media. <laughs> I don't their Facebook yeah. and Instagram stuff like that. Yeah. So by media. the way, it doesn't just happen to fall on conference weekend. I mean, that's very intense. It's intentional. Yeah, it intentionally <laughs> falls on conference weekend. So October first, and it's going to be some triggering stuff as far as like what we call everything. You know, we're going to have a fireside with people who are going to speak about safety in this space. People who are going to talk about um, self, uh, keeping yourself safe and integration and avoiding harm. So there's going to be some speakers. There's also going to be a road show. We did a road show. We're going to do another one. It's going to have some cool bands. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think, are you and I playing okay, at that? We're, we, yeah, we're playing at that. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we'll, we'll be yeah. playing at that. Mountain Tribe will be playing at that. Tess will be playing with a lot. There's a lot of, Rocky a lot of cool. Lavoie, Rocky uh, Lavoie. Uh, 
Yeah, we got and we got some in the works too that might come too. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it end, and then the night ends with a a reimagined steak dude saying steak dance is triggering for me by the it way. It is, right? Even seeing the disco ball on the website and the yeah. steak dance thing and yeah. hearing Lady in Red play in my head. <laughs> Never seen you looking so gorgeous as you did tonight. Yeah. We even but might like, have some uh, stand up stand up comedy going on too. There too. might be some stand up comedy. Um, the steak, the steak dance thing is going to be like more of a rave. I mean, it's going to be like, it's going to be like dueling DJs, like some really dope ass, like, uh, like let's get, let's get down. Like let's dance. Is this isn't like, is there a book of Mormon length between you and the girl you're awkwardly slow dancing with now, man, this is going to be like, let's dance, let's get sweaty. Let's move our bodies kind of stuff. You know, it's going to be fun. Uh And there will be beverages there for those who want to partake. So for those who, yeah, for those who want beverages, there'll be beverages. For those who don't want beverages, there will be alternative beverages. I don't know that we'll have a root beer float buffet. Yeah, probably not. I don't want to get down on that. (laughs) But it'll be fun. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, I guess the point is, get your tickets now because it's early bird special. I think they're almost sold out, but fifty bucks. Yeah, Um, that'll that price will go up here soon. I think, right? Yeah, or soon because you know, I mean, I think we're we're like building this slowly. So this first one's 400 people and I really think we'll sell out that pretty quickly. So get your tickets. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be the party of the, it's just going to be fun. I'm just excited. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. What else? Anything coming up? That's, that's the main thing. So Mormon Palooza, I'm sure there probably will be some stuff in between. Now I, I do think after revival, there's been a lot more in-person events just kind of cropping up. So if you go over to the Mighty Networks, you'll find those. Uh, the links are all in the show notes um, or our Facebook community. Yeah, to can start connecting with people in this uh, beautiful community we got going on. And uh, so I, I do think you're seeing, you know, I even saw someone my post, hey, I'm going hiking. Hey, who wants to join me hiking? And I'm hosting this thing or I'm going to this show or even like a mountain tribe concert last week, people posted and a lot of uh, the community were there at that show. I went, I went to that. It was awesome. So yeah, go there, find that. And then um, send us some love on either Venmo or become a uh, Patreon. We're still figuring out what we're going to do is like ex- Patreon exclusive content, but that will be coming. Um, so, you know, it's a great way to get some additional content and also support the podcast because yeah. we want to keep doing this. Hell yeah. And also just, uh, I guess the last plug would be for, um, you who is listening, uh, give yourself a little bit of love. If you need to, if you need to stand in the river, if you need to stand in your own, on your own two feet for a minute, if you need to sit in your own space, um, start there, like love. I, I, I guess my, I guess the last thing I'm trying to promote is start with yourself. That's, that's what I've been trying to like do for my, do for me lately is just start with me to what I can, uh, where I can find self-love, <laughs> including masturbate. Every time I say self-love, I think about masturbation. So I'm, yeah, including hey, it's, be- it's better than what we grew up. We were raised calling it self-abuse. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Start with self-love. And uh, that in turn helps give you the capacity to prop other people up. And it's not too heavy of a burden to carry. Yeah. Aho. Aho, baby. Love you, buddy. And I love your hair. Don't fuck, please don't cut it. <laughs> don't cut it. I'm not going to cut it. Don't worry. I'm going to just let it keep going until, you know, whatever. All right. All right. Yeah. Hopefully cue the music. Bye.
But um, yeah, man, here we go. We're just going to keep singing. Yeah. 